Welcome, everybody, to another thrilling edition of You Wouldn't Get It. Connor McPartland alongside your younger brother and co-host, Aiden McPartland. Say hi to the people, Aiden. Hello. Aiden, we are recording this on a Thursday. The Oscar nominations came out about two days ago, so we've had a little time to process. We're going to give our official thoughts on them now. Um, overall, how do you think the nominations were overall? Um, if you were to grade them, uh, grading them, uh, I would say like a B to B plus. Okay. It's very, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult to like, uh, give a grade on a award show that for the most part was kind of chalked up. Yeah. Very, I think predictable this year. It's tough because like this is I think a significantly better slate of films than last year, but mm, at the same yeah. time it lacked some of the surprises that we got it last year. Some of the oh my god. Oh my gosh, Paul Meskel got nominated for best actor. Brian Tyree Henry got supporting yeah. actor. There wasn't really any of those. A lot of the quote unquote surprises were stuff that like people were still in the running, you know. They were people, running like yeah. There was seven. still uh, it was still possible, and even then, uh, like the movies that they were a part of weren't necessarily like these really small movies. Yeah. So it's still the Brian Tyree Henry thing still blows my mind. We didn't get anything like that crazy this yeah. year. I mean, Best Picture was pretty chalk in terms like. The nominees, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Nothing really shocking with these Nothing 10. Nothing shocking. No, that, this, was, that was chalk like at least a month ago. Yeah, this was um, the, the Producers Guild had these 10 films. So while we could say the fact that a movie like the zone of interest is getting five Oscar nominations, maybe based off the history of the Academy Awards is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's not crazy that it did get nominated because we kind of saw it coming. We saw it coming. We saw the conversations around the movie. We know that everybody, everyone really loves it. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the big aspects about this Academy Awards is that it's one of the most international, I think, in the show's history. Mm -hmm. um, both Anatomy of a Fall and The Zone of Interest are both Euro European films. Now, Anatomy of a Fall, for example, is technically a French film, but there is a whole lot of English speaking in it. Yeah. Um, but what do you make of that? What do you make of the Academy seemingly going a little bit more international? I, 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 I love it. I think this is an incredible uh incredible step forward mm -hmm. for them uh they've just nominated a lot more like uh smaller more interesting stories about what it's like to just not be in america even something like past lives which is an american-made movie is also you know a lot of it is in a different language you yeah. know a good portion of it is that's how most of the unbelievable dialogue is spoken with some of the best monologues. Sorry, this is not a past lives conversation. That's fine. No, that's fine. I mean, uh, unfortunately, it wasn't a big past lives day for the Academy. We thought, man, we thought so hard that it was going to be like a month ago. Well, we, 
I, it, so it, it goes away with Best Picture, and then it also gets an original screenplay nomination, which I'm very, very happy that it was still able to yes, get in there. Absolutely. But yes, I thought about a month ago that Greta Ger- uh, Greta, Ger- <laughs> Greta Lee, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we'll get, I know, we'll that's, a, that's a Freudian slip right there. Greta Lee was a lock for Best Actress, and I don't know what kind of happened in the last, I mean... We we should get into that now, right? Let's I guess. Do, yeah, let's go. Let's go into this. Let's. So the best actress, as I'm sure many of you by now have probably heard, um, did not feature Margot Robbie for her performance in Barbie. She um, undoubtedly is the biggest quote unquote snub if you read the internet. Yeah. Um, the nominees for best actresses, uh, actress, I should say, uh, Annette Bening, Nyad, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller, Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. Um, America Ferreira and Ryan Gosling, both of whom were nominated for their performances in Barbie, release statements. Um, Hillary Clinton yesterday released oh, a Hillary. statement about random Clinton. Yeah, about um, about Margot Robbie's uh, snub. This was a real. There was a real backlash against the Academy for very quickly. Yeah, very, very quickly, quickly for the twenty four hours afterwards. This is the sort of reflection that we have mm-hmm. having recorded at so many days removed. Now I feel like we've gotten a lot of pieces from different outlets like Vanity Fair, Variety, from people who've covered the award season for many years that can sort of provide explanation as Put to why this isn't yeah. as big of a shocker as a lot of people are. To an outsider who doesn't pay uh, like as close of attention to these award shows as like you and me do. Yes. Like of course it's gonna be a shock. Barbie yeah. was not nominated. Like it, Barbie yes. herself was not nominated. Yes. And I, I think we should say that, you know, we are we are two men who are yes. talking about this. And I think um I, I, I definitely think that shapes the perspective a little bit. We are two Kens um in this in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um but why do you think in the end it wasn't shocking that it didn't uh, that she ended up getting nominated? I, just, I think that there was. I, I just wonder if Warner Brothers was pushing her as mm-hmm. much as they were pushing uh, Ryan Gosling, or even I'm Just Ken. And yeah. what was I made for? Uh, the two songs that were nominated uh, for best song. I just think that I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I just wonder if it was a case in which every a lot of people voting were just like well everyone else is going to be voting for margot robbie so i'm just going to put in like uh, a run like a wild card and be like carrie mulligan because she's really mm-hmm. good in maestro i wonder if that has anything to do with it yeah i think to, to your first point like we people are even talking more about margot robbie's producing a barbie and we should mention margot robbie did get an oscar nomination she got nominated for producing barbie um so she still will go to the academy awards and um i'm very curious to see what happens if she ever does release a statement addressing um her her snub in this category um I, I think there's a couple different factors. I think one, the academy is still a bunch of snobs in a lot yeah, of ways. Absolutely. Um they uh typically do not go for the big flashy popcorn blockbusters. And I think the fact that um Barbie did get eight nominations um is sort of the exception to that rule. And that's really, really cool. Cause even mm-hmm. if you look at two 
last year there were two movies that crossed a billion dollars that got Best Picture nominations in Top Gun Maverick and the um, Avatar sequel that nobody remembers. <laughs> um, but they they were purely just technical nominations. Yeah. And so the fact that Barbie was able to break through in something like screenplay and get two acting nominations is pretty impressive. The Academy also does not care really for comedic performances no they never um, do ever and especially when a comedic performance isn't like that talked about because that's another thing that goes into it yeah she's margot robbie's kind of underrated in barbie i think so i think her performance is underrated in barbie and i think you could look at somebody like emma stone and be like well isn't that a comedic performance but it's a it's it's, su- it's such a more like movie movie yes it's well, a movie that oscar voters can watch that's the thing it's an oscars movie it's a period piece she's doing a british accent she's doing very physical stuff it's a big acting yes yes which isn't to say that margot robbie isn't doing that but her comedic tones and acting is very subtle when you compare it to america Ferreira's three-minute monologue or Ryan Gosling doing a big flashy musical number um and so I I I think that that resulted in it I also think it's you know you could say that Annette Bening took her spot for NIAD Mm -hmm. I also think it's important to remember that uh there are still a lot of members of the academy who are on the older side right Mm -hmm. and they want to uh nominate a a What's the word I'm looking for? Stallworth? Is that a, a word that I could use? A veteran of the business. Um, and in, I haven't seen that yet, so I'm not going to cast any dispersions on it yet. Um, I will have to watch it because I got two Oscar got nominations two Oscar here. Nominations. But that's, I mean, Annette Benning uh, was able to talk about the the playing a real-life person in a biopic and all the physical stuff that she had to do, the all the swimming training that she had to do to be in that movie. Um, that, yeah, her performance definitely seems like a... Uh, an Oscar performance that the uh, Academy can look at that and be like, yes, that is that is Oscar acting. Yeah, I I think it's just this is this is the one of the purposes of award shows is to garner attention. Like this, mm-hmm. this is exactly what the Academy wants. They want people to talk about their nominations, and the fact is, there's only you know five nominations per category, so. In, in a year as competitive as this year was. Especially in the actress yeah. field. Like, this is a fun game that I think people have been playing in recent years is when this award show eventually disperses of the gendered categories and just goes to 10 performances, would this be a year where there would be more female performances nominated than male performances? And mm-hmm. I definitely think this oh, would ab- be a year where that was the case. Absolutely. It was a great year for female performances. Yeah. 2023. Um, and then we should go to the other big snub that a lot of people are talking about, which is no Greta Gerwig for Best Director. Um, the Best Director nominees uh, were Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Justine Triate for Anatomy of the Fall. Um, I also have seen a lot of people that we're not predicting Greta Gerwig to get nominated leading mm-hmm. up to the Oscar nominations and a lot of the prediction pieces that I had. I, I was, I, I still thought that she had a strong chance. It seemed like her, Alexander Payne for the holdovers and Justine Triate were all kind of fighting for that final yeah. spot. Right. I personally think 
I like Justine Treats directing in Anatomy of a Fall more than Greta Gerwig's. I know it's unfair to compare yes. them because they're doing two very different things. Greta Gerwig is trying to create a whole new world mm-hmm. that's purely based off of a cartoon yeah, and like imagination. imagination. Um, and Justine Treat is she's shooting. trying to make a she's trying to make you feel like you're watching a documentary on the French legal system. And it's so contained because it's just people in rooms talking. But I just thought what she was able to do with that movie, um, just kind of, I'd never seen a courtroom drama shot like that before. And I don't know if it's because the French legal system is crazy. I have no idea what's going on. I can't believe they allow that to happen in courtrooms, what happens in that movie. But I don't know. Like, it's, what do you make of it? Do you have any comments on it? Anything you've thought of in the uh, past few days? I think that, like you said earlier, this is still an Academy that doesn't necessarily like the big popcorn movies. Yeah. And I do wonder if they just were like, eh, we nominated it enough. You know, like, we're, like, why, why do, why should we feel the need to nominate uh, Greta Gerwig for Barbie? The director's branch, and specifically, is the one that's gotten a lot more international throughout the past oh, few 100%, years. Yeah. There's always been at least one surprise international director, whether it's Paula Polakowski for Cold War or Thomas Vinterberg for another round. Um, there's always one surprise one in here. I do wonder, too, would people kind of have that same debate if, like, Justine Triate and Celine Song both got in here? You know what I mean? But I they think still so. have they would still have the same. I think so, just because Barbie was such a huge deal, I, and that's the that's the reason why this uh, conversation and argument has been uh, so vocal is because Barbie was the most watched movie yeah. last year, and a lot of people, especially in the states, still do not know what Anatomy of a Fall is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm sure that all resulted in that happening. Um, Let's go. So in terms of like just best actress snubs aside, I think you and I both agree Margot Robbie and, and Greta Lee kind of big yeah. snubs there. Um, anything else in like actress or director that you wanted to hit on in terms of surprises, snubs, I think that, like that? I think that it was all pretty much chalk. I always thought Carrie Mulligan was always uh, um, in the air. Yeah, it was... I don't know if she was like. I would be curious to see if she was fifth on the on the ranking, or if Annette Bening was fifth, because it seemed like the steam train was kind of dying was, a little bit yeah. for Maestro. It was sort of crawling its way um, to to these nominations, even though I think it ended up getting maybe seven. I think overall, it got a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oppenheimer was the most nominated film. Uh, it was one shy of tying the record that I think is held by Lord of the Rings, right? Or maybe Titanic. Titanic. I think it was Titanic. Titanic. Yeah, and it was just because it was not on the visual effects shortlist, and so it couldn't be nominated for that. Looking back, probably a poor decision by them. They should have just nominated it for visual <laughs> effects. Yeah. But maybe we'll get there at some point here. Um, actor in a leading role: um, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. I really, really thought Andrew Scott was going to get in here for all the strangers. He was sort of my dark horse pick. Um, And it just didn't end up happening. I think in the end, the studio kind of screwed it over in terms of its release strategy. Mm -hmm. I think they maybe should have just released it at the beginning of November. So that way it would be on VOD by 
December and by like Christmas and it's yeah. already a Christmas movie and I think more voters would have just seen it because I think that's kind of what pushed American fiction to be one of the biggest surprises of these nominations yeah so how, how many it got and I think it was just because it did have that Christmas release and was fresh in voters minds mm-hmm. yeah I think so um any other big like actor things that we were surprised by? No, no, not. I think that this once again. I think that that was a pretty well. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo like, DiCaprio. Not them. But I don't know. Uh, at, at what point these award shows were just like, eh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Killers I, is, is like, yeah, we'll pass on him. Now, would I? I don't know who I would have taken out for Leonardo DiCaprio because I do think that it is a pretty solid stack. Like. Coleman Domingo has an Oscar nomination now. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright has an Oscar nomination now. So yeah, I think Coleman Domingo is another sort of like a net betting situation where it is. I ne- I've not seen Rustin. Um, I will say that movie's been on Netflix since November, and I just haven't watched it, which maybe speaks of my interest <laughs> of it. Yeah. Um, I I've heard it's a pretty basic down the middle biopic, and I also read a Hollywood Reporter piece that suggested it was one of the least watched Netflix movies last year. Um. But I did not advertise it. Netflix did it no favors. Yeah. I kind of did not know that it was already out. And that was a part of the piece was Coleman Domingo kind of vocally being a little bit upset at Netflix for the lack of promotion that it got. Um, I don't. But at the same time, I don't know if it's just like Leonardo DiCaprio already did the rounds. You know, he already has his Oscar. He already and DiCaprio specifically was always pushing for Lily for Gladstone. Lily Gladstone yeah. He did very little. He was seen on the promotional tour more than i've ever seen him promote a movie before but, but it was he always was with her hardly ever talking mm-hmm. he was always kind of putting the spotlight on her and i think rightfully so um it is her movie even though he's in it more it is her movie as i say i've heard it she has a like a real lack of screen like she could she have does, been running yeah. and supporting actress and if she was running and supporting on. actress she would be winning and well, she might still Yeah, she just speaks to how incredible she is in the movie. Um, and then we have supporting actress, um, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Nyad, and Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. When I saw that America Ferreira got the nomination i thought well margot robbie is definitely gonna get nominated i thought it was gonna be like a barbie sweep i yeah. thought it was just gonna continue getting nominations and I, yeah i agree with you at that point i was like oh so like the three of them are gonna get it is this the most impact the critics choice awards has ever had on the oscars before probably because america Ferrera got the see her career tribute awards at the critics choice awards which was a very little watch show but there were a whole lot of academy voters who are mm-hmm. in there listening to what has sort of become a very iconic speech during this award season thus far yeah and i think that was like one of the final days of voting and i think people really fell in love i think i think they realized like oh wait what do we what are we doing it was also very very open supporting actress category this yes. year i mean i never thought penelope cruz was going to get in for ferrari just because i thought hollywood kind of wanted to no, but nobody in the academy watched that movie i thought yeah. or not enough people did um 
I did have Julianne Moore getting in over America Ferreira, but clearly the Academy did not like May December. Yet again, I it did get an original screenplay nomination, but again, they have this very odd relationship with Todd Haynes where they don't they where don't they seem to care about him. Want, they yeah, they sometimes acknowledge aspects of his movie, but they don't acknowledge him, him. specifically yeah. with his movies. And this movie, they just did not like. I mean, Charles Melton. Uh, who we thought was a lock a month ago to get a supporting actor nomination just didn't end up happening. Which I don't know how that happened. I don't know like what Netflix did to like stop the promotional tour or something. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know either. I don't understand what happened because I know that there was a sort of a late push to try to get like Dominic Sessa nominated in that category for mm-hmm. the holdovers, and I think just in that case he just was going up against really 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 famous actors and just probably wasn't gonna beat him charles melton was gonna be like we didn't get that many young performers who broke through with their first nominations we got so yeah. many last year right with yeah austin butler and paul meskel and barry keoghan colin farrell well yeah yeah but Even, specifically like yeah. under 40 is what i was thinking of um and charles melton i mean we still kind of get that i guess a little bit with like lily gladstone and david joy randolph and yeah these people daniel brooks they're they're in their like, like the, mid-30s yeah and also like these performances like really broke them out and now you can now it, they can kind of do yeah more yeah in a in a major way um i yeah i i I don't know. I, I guess they just really did not like me. December. I've heard that it is a movie that's very skeptical on Hollywood and acting mm-hmm. and specifically the idea of like method acting. It all sort of pokes fun at that. Um, in another world, I wonder if all three of those performances, Natalie Portman included, did, gets nominated. Yeah, did American fiction take over May December? It may have, but they're two very different movies yes. doing very yeah, different yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. So, and I also netflix maybe just put all of its eggs in the maestro basket and it was like this is the one that we Mm -hmm. are are focusing our attention on um which is odd because i don't know if you've seen like the conversations around society of the snow but it's taken up a lot of conversations it's been on the top 10 list for a while uh it's been like number two on letterbox or something for a couple weeks in a row it did get an international feature nomination but i wonder if that was just a case where they didn't know what they had and maybe it could have gotten an all quiet on the western front it could have been the campaign push it could have been the very late push and and maybe there are already too many international films for that to happen but actor in a supporting role, um, Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Um, This, again, kind of proves how big uh, American Fiction was, that Sterling K. Brown did get nominated. He actually was able to. Um, No real surprises in here. I did think that there was a chance they weren't going to nominate Robert De Niro, for Killers of the Flower Moon, um, just because he hadn't been nominated in 12 years, and I thought if he wasn't going to get nominated for The Irishman, I didn't know if he was ever yeah. going to get nominated again. But, I mean, the man is is 80. You know, I wonder if they <laughs> thought there kind of might be one How of the last movies? times we can nominate yeah. him. Um, do you think... It's interesting that like Killers of Flower Moon did get ten nominations, I believe. It did, which doesn't shock me because like any Scorsese movie, like the technical stuff, yeah. it's just gonna 
rack up all the nominations because he's so great in that field of creating these technical marvels. But I feel like it's not a movie with the exception of maybe Lily Gladstone, a best actress, that's going to get acknowledged at all. Like It might just be the Irishman again for him. (laughs) Um, Yeah, any surprises for you in in supporting actor that we haven't talked about Um, yet? I think that if poor things really wanted it could have pushed defoe a little bit more willem defoe a little bit more to maybe get that uh poor things a double acting nomination yeah i they don't really like the weird willem defoe performances like his last oscar nomination was for um project we just sort of was that eternity's gate oh that's right that's right well that is an oscar baby movie though too i always forget about that eternity's gate but here's the thing nobody knew of it at eternity that's true that's true i wonder if it was just like they didn't want split voting to happen or i don't know what because i've heard equal things about both willem defoe and mark ruffalo Mm -hmm. in that movie um, still haven't been able to see it because it still hasn't gotten a wide release. <laughs> because somebody thought that that'd be a cool idea. We still need American Fiction, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest to get wide releases. I really want to see these movies before the show starts. A part of me is like, they're definitely going to get released on BOD in the next two months. But I'm also like, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, the one thing I do want to go back to supporting actress real quick because I forgot to make this point. The sole nomination for the color purple came from Danielle Brooks, which I found to be very fascinating. Yes, I, yes. I might watch this movie before the Oscars happens, just because I think it would be cool to watch all the Oscar-nominated movies before mm-hmm. the ceremony. Uh, I have pretty high expectations, though. If she was the like, if, if she was if, a lot, yeah. This We've entire knew, we knew this for a while, yeah. but we at no point were like, uh, "I was going to get any other nominations." You know, yeah. Golden Globes barely even. It's so it. fascinating. I don't know if I've heard like maybe people thought there wasn't enough time between the Spielberg movie and this movie in the way that there was between like West Side Story, you know, a couple or of years even, ago. Like, all quiet. Yeah. Um, or what, but it, it is kind of fascinating that a big, flashy studio musical only ends up with one nominations, nothing even in the technical stuff. With as big of a cast as it is on such yeah. a well-perspected story. Um, adapted screenplay, American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. I kind of like American Fiction in here. I think that might be the front runner. Um, I don't know. This whole Barbie snub That's thing, the point a lot of people have been making. Might push Barbie a little bit over. I think Oppenheimer is going to win the most, but I don't think it's going to win screenplay. I don't think enough people are talking about its screenplay. Yeah. I think a lot. I think they're going to be pushing hard for obviously Downey and Nolan and Killian Murphy, and I think the screenplay might go by the wayside there. I think a lot of people really like Cord Jefferson. I mean, this is a guy who was like a blogger in Brooklyn for mm-hmm. a very long yeah. time and has a lot of connections to a lot of people um, in Hollywood now, and I think he. Because we need one of those Emerald, Fennel, Jordan Peele, like, we're now anointing you stories yes. as the next screenwriter. Like, you can now, you're now, like, able to yes. do what you want. You're now in. Yeah, and I think he, of all these five, are the one, is the one that could probably do that the most. I think that would be really cool if that happened. I think it would be really fun if he got up there, because I can only imagine, like, uh, the applause that he would get. Yeah. I feel like... 
if American fiction is going to win anything, I think it would be I bad. think the audience is also going to like go crazy yeah, for it. I think so too. Um, interesting that the zone of interest got in here just because I've heard it's a very different film than the novel it's based off of. But um, also seems very visual. It does, and, yeah. Like focuses more on the actors to get the point across i mean that's the thing jonathan glazer's movies are not commercial no at all whatsoever it's so bizarre that this guy who's made four movies in the past 30 years all of which have been so this is like probably the most commercial of, or maybe the least commercial i don't know i haven't even watched (laughs) it yet but it's just so weird that he was finally broke finally broke through i guess a24 has that power now right Oh, absolutely. I think that the A24 name is the only... A24 is literally, like, the only named studio. It's the only studio in which people are like, there's this new A24 movie coming out. Nobody's being like, oh, there's this new uh, Warner Brothers uh, movie coming out. I think the only studio that even slightly has that power is Neon. Yeah, they're getting up there. I think they're slowly getting up there just because of... It helps just, when you acquire all the Palm d'Or winners. Yeah, um, at, at because they're just yeah. throwing money everywhere and acquiring yeah. all these all these big movies. Yeah. But really, A twenty four is uh, the most powerful. Not, maybe I think yeah, I would say the most powerful. The last studio. year was huge for them being able to break through with the Oscars, and they have two Best Picture nominees this year. So, um, original screenplay: Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May December, and Past Lives. I as love always, this original screenplay is super cool. I love this guy. This has so always much. been the case. Yeah, it's always been the like cool kids win here. Sofia Coppola wins here. Charlie Kaufman wins yes. here. Um, if you go through the two thousands yeah for the most part it is like the coolest people and then in the 2010s they skyrocket that yes absolutely and you get like jordan peele winning you just have to spike jones winning for her it's insane yeah you just have to ignore green book and ignore kenneth Branagh winning for belfast if you ignore those two it has a pretty good track record i just oh my god i forgot about belfast Oh my god, it's because don't even get me started. Just there's no Belfast here. No, That's, there really isn't. Makes this so cool. I will. I mean, I will say Maestro was a little surprising to get screenplay, just because it's a very similar to the Zone of Interest. It is a very visual movie mm-hmm. and is a lot about the performances. Um, I think this is Justine Triates to lose, though. I think. I think. I think she's got it. I think that. This is going to be hers to win. Yeah, if she won the Golden Globe, if like Golden Globe voters watched yeah. that movie and was like, "That's a good screenplay," even though Anatomy of a Fall didn't get like the most nominations, it still got a good amount of nominations to the point where I'm like, "Oh, they really respected it." Yeah, I th- I think she's the front runner. I could see David Hemmingson coming in here for the holdovers as, as sort of a last minute push. I, could I, see that I also could see that because I do think the. Like, I don't think anybody really dislikes the holdovers. Any opinion at all change about the holdovers in terms of its Oscar chances from these nominations? I think it was did as we expected it probably to do, right? It could have gone, it really could have gone two ways. It could have gone this way, which you got like the nominations that we knew it was going to get, <laughs> or they could have just flat out loved it. Alexander yeah. Payne, uh, Dominic, Dominic Sessa. Sessa. Yeah. It, it could have really gotten a lot. Did it get cinematography? Uh, it did not, no. It didn't get cinematography. It did get editing. Which is very cool. Which is very cool. And I don't, I think that 
it, it did perform how he wanted it to perform. And I still think that we should just look out for it. I think that I was going to ask you, do you think it's currently in the number two spot behind Oppenheimer? Um, I think, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Cause it's not, it's not Barbie. Cause if they award Barbie, then no, it's that's not going to be that's Barbie. Gonna, that's just going to open up a whole can of worms and they don't want to deal with that. Yeah. It's I not think be that Barbie. they're, I don't think they're necessarily ready for it as, for like the f- most French movie ever made to win it, I don't yeah, think they're ready I, for that. I th- I think everybody seemingly loves this movie. Mm-hmm. Who watched it? It was able to appeal to a very wide audience range. Let's just say that Alexander Payne hasn't been able to since maybe Election, probably right. Sideways was huge. Yeah, this movie though has done very well on TikTok, I've noticed. It oh, has really? done very well on socials. I don't know. I, I feel Sideways was probably it. You're, you're probably right on that. Um, I'd, if, if I mean, it could potentially win two of the four acting, you know, categories. So I think... I hope. So I, I really hope. This isn't, like, the the best actor category isn't even, like, a, the Emmy's best actor, where I'm like, oh, I really hope Pedro Pascal wins it, but it's Culkin's to lose. Yeah. I truly don't know which one is going to win. Is it going to be Killian Murphy or Paul, Paul Giamatti? I'd say Paul Giamatti's in the driver's seat, but we have two months. We have two months of campaign. L- literally anything can happen. The thing is, is that Killian Murphy doesn't, like, promote that much. He doesn't. He isn't, he's so reserved. He's not a big interview guy. You and I have talked about this before. He doesn't want to be famous no. i think he wants to live in his place in be, you know never got uh an oscar nomination anyway or had to go up on stage and give a speech so just watch his uh actors on asked actors with margot robbie first yeah. off it's just really good they inadvertently dress like their characters <laughs> yeah. like oppenheimer and barbie it is it is really incredible but he just is like slouching in his chair the entire he's inventing time. a new way to stand and sit at the same mm-hmm. time yeah like that we should call that the murphy because that's what he's <laughs> doing um and then just in terms of the below the line stuff anything really jump out at you can i do my dua lipa rant yes, here yes, for a second yeah, yeah, yeah. so dua lipa did not get nominated for her song in barbie dance the night um despite it being a radio favorite the uh, radio is obsessed with it. a yeah. very good song and uh i want dua leap at this award show i think that this was the ideal way that they could open it is have her perform similar to mm-hmm. when justin timberlake opened with can't stop the feeling yeah um i also don't want to listen to anybody that's like they don't nominate pop songs at this award show because they definitely do that <laughs> stupid song from rio got nominated in 2011 so <laughs> okay does that count there were two nominations that year yes it, it got a nomination what do you mean of course it counts that's what i'm talking about can't stop the feeling from trolls that got nominated like pop songs do get nominated there um instead they nominated i'm just ken and what was i made for from barbie um a song from my for my people from killers of the flower flower moon it never went away from american symphony and the fire inside from flaming hot by diane warren stop nominating diane this warren. is ridiculous it is this, this is yeah, it's it was sad, and then it was kind of funny, and now it's just annoying. Because um, now, the, now we just realize, like, oh, when you don't, when you can't fill out the nominations, then you just throw her in. They could have though. They could have put 
Which is why it's so there. confusing that Dua Lipa didn't get nominated. I want to see Dua Lipa at the Oscars. She you, still might attend see, the Oscars. Did you see Dua Lipa at the Golden Globes? Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. She's going to perform at the Grammys. It's going to be awesome when she does it there. Like, I, I, I don't get it. And now we have to sit through this performance. That's the thing. They perform all these songs that you nominate this is already a bogus category anyway they always flop this anyway it doesn't really matter if you're gonna continue to have everybody perform then you know save us the time put some good performances in there you're not gonna get a good performance from the fire inside from flaming nobody nobody in the audience audience probably knows what that movie is and it's going to be awkward because they're going to want to do the uh killers the flower moon song they're going to want to obviously do billy eilish and they're going to want to do I'm Just Ken, so they can't just say, well, the other two songs we don't want to perform. you got to yeah. do all five, out of fairness. Do you think Ryan Gosling is going to perform I'm Just Ken? Because I don't think he will. The way he... Yeah, I mean, the way he talks about it, it seems like he definitely does not want to do it. It does not seem like he wants he to do it. He doesn't want no. to do it. I, I Here's the thing. If Ryan Gosling says that he doesn't want to do it, I don't think they're going to do any of the performances. I just don't see how they don't do the Billie Eilish performance. That's the I thing. think that they are willing to take that risk. And if Ryan Gosling is not willing to go up there and sing, I'm just Ken. I think they'll find somebody else to do it. I don't know if that person is a part of the movie. Like if they get like Simu Liu or somebody or just another random performer to do it. I'm sure, sure somebody would want to do it. But everybody's going to hate it because it's not Ryan Gosling. Well, yeah, but that's the case most of the time here. Most of the time these performances aren't that good and all no, that except for last year's uh rr performance which yes. killed yes remember when that one best original song that was i do remember that. so cool the audience loved it the audience loved the performance yeah and it, it was do you, i do you think oh wait, wait no yeah i was gonna say like do you think that they should uh vote for the nominee after or vote for the winner after the performances but we've talked about that before. we talked about this this is why cynthia revo would have won for that um song that she sang because she knocked it out of the park that year that she did it oh my god it was so good it was it was really good but nope elton john no well yeah there you go half three fourths does he got although (laughs) he'd already probably i think he already won won for for lion king yeah yeah. um any below the line stuff that really stuck out to you besides that any Uh, i mean the big one uh was probably godzilla minus one yes uh visual effects uh one of the more under discussed success stories of hollywood last year this non um major studio godzilla film that from japan that ended up making over 100 million and was kind of a huge hit it was huge it was like uh in terms of like the end of the year it was one of the most well-loved movies at the end yeah at the end of 2023 uh it was so well respected and so well talked did you know that the budget of that was uh 15 million i did know that i heard that on a podcast the other day when they were talking about it and aquaman 2 was 250 two yes and that's i mean that might be modest that's what at least they reported it might have been (laughs) close to 300 million that movie had a lot of start and stop so i think that that Unfortunately, Hollywood's not going to take any anything from that movie. Well, no, because like, they have a like, new Godzilla block. times Kong or whatever movie coming out next <laughs> that year. Is, that is actually hilarious. Why they have to get rid of the X and just put back in verses? Because it literally looks like Godzilla times Kong. 
Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's gonna it is gonna be fun when that movie comes out. And people are like, "Hey, remember just six months ago when Godzilla minus one came out and it just killed yeah. at the box office and everyone loved it?" And also, I think it's kind of the front runner to win. I think so too. Yeah, I think um, that. Have you seen the video of the uh, visual effects team reacting to the nomination? I've not. No, is it's it. A, it do yourself a favor it and it, it's like yeah. 30 seconds the nomination comes up and it, it it's just great i think that it's i think that for some reason that's gonna help them <laughs> just yeah. like the circulation of that video because it is really I'm really sh- cute. i'm sure it'll win um and i think people will be really really happy for they're it they're gonna be so stoked they're gonna be so stoked it's gonna get like a ton of applause in the mm-hmm. room, I think, because uh, it got a ton of applause when the nominations was read off, and the people will go up on stage, and one guy will talk for ten seconds, and they'll cut off the microphone and that's go to commercial. Gonna be, that, that's going to be pretty disappointing. That's my prediction. Yeah, that's what I think they got to figure that out. Who knows? Or they're least... starting the show an hour earlier. Maybe that means they'll <laughs> actually let the non-famous. I can even say it. Sorry, no, guys. They're not going to let that happen. Sorry, they're guys. not famous. Not happening. Not from America. They're not gonna let them talk. Animated feature film, Boy in the Heron, which pretty much has this locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, Elemental, your beloved uh Namana? Namona? Namona. Namona. No I'm very happy to see Namona yeah. on there because it was very, very good and it was very cute. Robot Dreams and Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. No Super Mario Brothers. Kind of surprising seeing yeah. how was the second highest grossing movie of last year. They just don't like Illumination. They do not. They don't. They've never nominated. I don't think they've ever nominated. I don't even think Despicable Me got nominated. So when Despicable Me 4 becomes the highest grossing movie of this year and makes close to $2 billion, do you think they'll nominate it then? No. Or? Okay. I, here's the thing, because it's the animation branch and animators don't like Illumination. They I don't learned. respect it. They don't think that they're doing quote-unquote revolutionary stuff which i think they tried to make the like illumination has said that they make like the cheapest animated movies possible yeah they and that is very clear while watching the movies they've really transformed what they are rewarding in the past 10 years i think um when they had that run where it was like big hero six and brave didn't Mm -hmm. yeah for one yeah i think after that they sort of changed what they were going to acknowledge and weren't just gonna acknowledge the disney and mm-hmm. uh pixar movies and um i think you kind of see that you're we're gonna see when the boy in the heron wins so yeah i mean it's 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 really between that or spider-man but i just think boy in the heron we were talking about best picture possibilities for boy in the heron yeah. so i think it's probably gonna win spider-man did not get nominated for best original score which i'm very no, upset I- about I think that it is an incredible score. It was a huge TikTok score as well. And then when Oppenheimer came out, Oppenheimer's score kind of took that away. You know, Dick nominated Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We get it. John Williams is very good at what he does. He is the greatest composer, or at least movie composer of all time. He should not have been nominated. Yeah. Uh... I would agree with that, yes. But all all respect to now the oldest nominee um, of all time and the most nominated person of all time. Is that as big of a deal if it was the same situation last year and the year before and the year before with him? No, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, they, they, um, 
I also wonder how many of the Academy voters actually watched Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Well, let's look um, at the box office. It seems as though ooh, 17 that's people... That's so good. Yeah, not, it's a I'm small looking at $17 globally for Indiana Jones. Um, Napoleon got three nominations. Oh, Remember Napoleon? I forgot. Oh, man. Don't disrespect yeah, okay. Ridley Scott, I guess. Huh? I guess, yeah. I guess he can still get some below-the-line stuff. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Documentary Future's going to suck? I don't think. Yeah, that's pretty pretty underwhelming. A lot of the, I, None of these are American movies. All of these are international oh, really? films. Yeah. There was no um, doc- it was a pretty weak documentary year in general. Yeah, really though. no documentaries stuck out in terms of like the award circuit. Yeah. There was no all Beauty and the Bloodshed or anything like yeah, that yeah yeah nothing like that not as fun of titles in the uh animated shorts that's category. always you always expect always one of the shorts to have yeah. good titles um no no i do like letter to a pig that's a cool one that's very cool they were they were simple titles unlike last year in which what, what was one that was not an uh an ostrich told me the world was gonna end and i and think i, be- I, and and I, think yeah. I believe him. and you had my year dicks too yeah in which who was oh, it was elizabeth olsen and pedro pascal that went up there and said it and then um just kind of giggled and giggled yeah and then the uh i've heard worst animated short film in the yeah. last 10 years ended up winning it in the i've ads. heard that it, i heard that it was god i i've heard atrocious things about it so i've heard it seems like ai made the movie <laughs> um all right well now we can just sit on these for 2 months while we wait for the award show to happen uh do you think the Margot Robbie Greta Gerwig of it all is going to have an effect on this award show because I thought that this no. could get up to twenty one, maybe twenty two million viewers that night. Do you think there's going to be any people? I think who... there's going to be an uptick because I just think last year, uh, the love of movies just somehow like reignited and returned. If there can be that bump for last year, in which it was really just Top Gun Maverick, I've heard a lot of people who are very close within the academy were like last year like okay we gotta we gotta clean this up like we Mm -hmm. we actually need to kind of appreciate movies and sort of help (laughs) not like help save movies but we gotta get our act together here a little bit we're if we want to live if we want to if we want abc to continue picking us up right well even just movies in general too i think they were like we gotta we're done with this mediocrity it seems like people are really over mediocrity in their movies now. And I think these nominees really, really showed that this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, An incredible best picture lineup, I think. Yeah. Really good. Um, Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of You Wouldn't Get It. Goodbye.